Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. And now, this morning, we are going to be talking about the Holy Spirit as another helper. Somebody say, another helper. helper. Say one more time, another helper. helper. Turn it to a prayer. Be my, my helper, Spirit of the living God. Just for a minute. Spirit of the living God, we need you. Each and every day we need you. Be our helper. Give us understanding this morning so that we can know what's available for us in you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. John chapter number 14, verse number 16. John chapter number 14, verse number 16. Turn with me if you have your Bible. If you don't have your Bible, don't worry. It's on the screen. It's projected. John chapter number 14, verse number 16. The Bible says, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. Somebody say, another helper. helper. Come on, you can do better than that. We don't have masks on anymore. Another helper. Yes, that's more like it. Another helper. That he may abide with you, say forever. Forever. Not only yesterday. Not only today. Not only when things are going well. Not only when I am maybe on a high. Not only when I am on a mountain top. But also in the valley. Forever. He will abide with you forever. Well, by virtue of being men, by virtue of being a human being, we are limited. If If you don't know that, you can ask Jesus himself, our personal Lord and Savior that we profess. One day, he was a God and he was in heaven in the Father. The Bible says that in the beginning, the word was in God and the word was God. And then he came and he tabernacled amongst us, right? He was God, but then he one day found himself as a man. And when he was God, he was able to be anywhere, anyhow. The Bible says nothing happened without him. Even when God was uh, 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 busy creating in the book of Genesis, he was part of it because God said, and when he said, that was the word in action, right? He was able to be anywhere any time. But as soon as he became man, he was confined. He was limited. He could only be in one place at a time. Men are limited. You and I are limited. Not because we do not know what we are here for. Not because we do not know who we are or whose we are. But by virtue of wearing the flesh, we are limited. There are things that we cannot do And there are things that we can not be able to achieve on our own. Somebody say amen. Amen. And from time to time, we need help. I am even tempted to say it's not from time to time. Actually, as men, we need help all the time. Even when we were still in sin, God made a plan because he knew that men needed help. 
Men needed help. So we were stuck in our sin. We were not righteous. We needed a father who was going to derive from, his, from himself righteousness so that we can then become those who are his. Somebody say amen. amen. We could not get away from sin. We were stuck in sin. The Bible says we were all born in sin. So no one is exempted. Every one of us, we were born in sin by reason of what took place between Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. We all know the story. So because of that, because of the fall of man, we were all born in sin. So we were stuck in our sin. Remember, I did not say sins. I said sin. Because it is a sin that produces sin. It's a story for another day. So we were stuck in sin. And God made a plan. He became our father. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So now God wanted us to experience his glory. And he wanted us to be his children so that he can be our father and help us out with the sin that we are stuck in. So God saw our affliction and he sent us help. In the book of 2 Kings, chapter number 14, verse number 26, the Bible says, For the Lord saw that the affliction of Israel was very bitter, and, and whether bond or free, there was no helper for Israel. So he is the helper of the fatherless. That's what the Bible says in the book of Psalms, chapter number 10, verse number 14. It says, you are the helper of the fatherless. So we were fatherless because we all know that we derive our DNA from fathers. So we were fatherless and God wanted us, wanted to be a father to us because we were fatherless. So that then we can have the DNA of righteousness in the inside of us. Somebody say amen. amen. So the Lord Jesus Christ God made another plan and sent us the Lord Jesus Christ. He came and helped us when we believed in him. He dealt with the sin that we were talking about that produces other sins. He dealt with this sin. That is why sometimes when you want to sin the way you used to, when you have accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, it's no longer comfortable. It's no longer comfortable. It is because the sin has been dealt with. The thing that has been making you comfortable in what you were doing is no longer there. It is dealt with at the cross of Calvary. And by virtue of you accepting Jesus and what he has done at the cross of Calvary, then the sin is dealt with. And therefore, that's why then sin of the other sins is no longer comfortable for you. Right? It's because God made a plan for our help. How many know that sin is heavy? Sin is heavy. I don't know about you, but uh, many of us here uh, have done things. Have gone through stuff. And you will see, for an example, if you are a person who used to drink, here we are saved, tongue-talking, hallelujah, Jesus, amen, nobody does that anymore, hallelujah. But if uh, if you used to drink, Maybe heavily so, or went clubbing, or whatever the case may be. Am I allowed to talk about clubbing in the house of the Lord? Yeah, you went clubbing, and sin is heavy, because everything that you did weighs on you. 
in the morning you feel like you 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 feel like a zombie. Ai You feel like in the morning you feel like a zombie. You feel like there's something like you feel as if sin is heavy. Sin is heavy. It's heavy on you. It's heavy on your soul. Because you were not made for sin. You were made for the glory of God. The glory of God becomes easy for you rather than the sin. The sin weighs on you. It's heavy. Sin is heavy. In case you were wondering, what is it that is slowing me down? Probably it's sin. Sin is heavy. Jesus made a plan. I'm not there. But I want us to know that Jesus made a plan. Made a plan for us. He died at the cross of Calvary. That was God helping us. That was God helping us. John chapter number 1 verse number 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in him. Galatians 4 verse 6 it says, And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. We have a father. Because God wanted us to be held. So we are from time to time faced with troubles. We are from time to time, even though we now have a father, we are no longer fatherless. But from time to time, we are faced with troubles. We are faced with tribulations. Even though now we are saved and God has sent us help through his son, Jesus Christ, and he has given us a way out a way out of this heavy burden called sin, a way out of uh, 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 these things that we have been uh, 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 carrying all of our lives. Somebody say amen. Amen. So God, even though he has made a plan for us and he has helped us out with Jesus Christ, even though that is the case, still we are always from time to time faced with troubles. We are faced with Tribulations, we are faced with grief. And sometimes we are needy. And sometimes we are poor. And each time all of these things happen to us, we usually feel helpless. Sometimes we are stricken with sicknesses and diseases. And when all of these things come to us, we feel helpless. Remember I said earlier on, by virtue of being men, and wearing a mortal, a mortal body, you are limited. There are things that you cannot tackle on your own. There are things that you cannot be able to solve on your own because you are human. You did not ask for it. You did not apply for it. But by virtue of being man, by virtue of being born by a woman, you are limited. Somebody say amen. amen. But with all of those things that I have mentioned we are to always remember that we have God who is our helper. Psalms chapter number 10, verse number 14, the Bible says, but you have seen, for you observe trouble and grief to repay it by your hand. The helpless commits himself to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. 
David here was talking to God, saying, you are the helper of the fatherless. The helpless commit himself to you. Woe unto a person who is helpless but does not commit themselves to the Lord. Woe unto a man who wears flesh, who wears a mortal body, but does not commit themselves to the Lord. Woe unto a man who is limited, who can't be with their children wherever they are, who can't be with their money in the investors, and yet they do not commit themselves to the Lord. How many of us know that no matter how much we can safeguard ourselves by the things that are here on earth, we are limited because we cannot control them. We cannot be everywhere at every time. But we need a helper. And that helper is called God. David here says, anyone who is helpless must commit themselves to you. Meaning God must commit themselves to God. And none of us can say, Mina, I am okay. I don't fall under the, the category of the helpless. Because we are limited as men. We are to commit ourselves to the Lord. Somebody say, Amen. But how do I commit myself to the Lord so that he knows that even though he has helped me with sin, but I continue needing help from him each and every day. I need to declare and make him aware of the fact that he is my helper. Make him aware that I cannot make it on my own. I must make him aware that there is nothing that I can be able to do without him on my side. I must make him aware of the fact that I do not have the strength that is required for me to reach my destiny. I do not have the strength that is required for me to reach my heights that I need to reach. Uh, uh, I don't have the ability that is needed for me to acquire everything that I want to acquire. Sometimes even the things that God himself has spoken to me about, I do not sustain the power to be able to attain them. As much as I love them, as much as I want them, as much as I can see that actually I can be able to reach that point. I don't know about you, but there has, there has been so many incidences where I have felt short and I can see that indeed I can reach there. But man, something is just not happening. Happening. Something is not right, man. Uh, gonna young fanela. But I can't get to it. I can see it. I can even know that it is mine. However, I am limited in reaching it. We need help. We need help. So we need to declare that without him we are helpless. We need to make him aware of the fact that we are nothing without him and we cannot achieve anything apart from him. That is a requirement for God. So God does not impose himself to any of us. God does not impose himself to men. God has given us our own will. And that, that our, in fact, sometimes I always wonder, but God, why did you give me my own will? Why did you give us our own will? Because it is our own will that is working against us. God, in fact, God, I always wonder, God, but you could have made it very easy for us and say it's my way or no way or the highway. So this is what you must do and this is how you must do it. But God did not do it that way. 
He gave us the will in such a way that even when he speaks to us, even clearly sometimes, but we cannot uh, uh, even follow through that which he has spoken to us. Why? Because our will is working against us. But God wants us to declare that we are not sufficient of ourselves. We are not sufficient on our own. We need him. He wants us to declare that God does not want us to come with our power and say, Lord, just bring, uh, I'll bring my little bit of power and you also just top up my power. And then together we can work and have this wonderful thing going and I will reach my destiny and I will get everything that I am trusting you for. Unfortunately, it does not work that way. God requires for us to say, apart from you, I cannot. That is the requirement for God's help to come to you every single time and every day. Our problem is strength. Our problem is knowledge. We know and we can. But God wants us Even if we see that we can, we need to go to him having said to ourselves, there is nothing that I can do. If you don't believe me, ask the woman with the issue of blood. We are all familiar with that story. If you read it, you will see that the Bible says she had gone and had done everything that she could. The Bible says she had even finished all her money with the physicians. She went to all the doctors for 12 years dealing with one issue. One issue. And it's a story for another day to say this issue was the issue of blood and the life of anything is in the blood. So it means that it was not just the issue of of the bleeding, but it was the issue of her her whole life was an issue. Everything about her was an issue. And the Bible says she had done it all. If this woman still had some strength left, probably Jesus was not going to turn and say, who touched me? There were many people, the Bible says, go and read it at home. There were many people, there was a crowd around Jesus. And everyone was hanging around Jesus. And if it happens that there's a crowd around you, Obviously, everyone is touching one another. Everyone was touching Jesus because everyone was around Jesus. But this woman, because she had depleted every single thing that she had, everything that she knew, every strength that she had, she had depleted it. And then when she touched the hem of his garment, then virtue left. Virtue does not come out of Jesus for you because you still have your plans. Could it be that maybe the virtue is not coming out for the help that you so much need? Could it be because you still have your own things? You still have your own strength. You still have your own money. You still have your own uh, uh, degree. You still have your own experience. You still have your own uh, whatever you name it. But let me give you a formula that works without fail. Take your decree and hand it over to the Holy Spirit. That's your advantage. Take your business, 
hand it over to the Holy Spirit. That's your advantage. Take your bank account, hand it over to the Holy Spirit. That is your advantage because there are many other people who have invested somewhere. You are not the only one. What is going to distinguish you? There are many people who have gone to school and have got degrees, but they are just not going nowhere slowly. But there is an advantage for us. We are not without help. We are the children of God. We are not without help. So that's the requirement. Deplete everything that you hold on to as though it can help you. Make God your only hope. Make God your only help. Such that when you go to work, you know that it, I am a man helped by the Lord. I am a woman helped by God. Even as I am talking right, right now here, as even as we are the pastors of this church, we, we are people helped by God. People helped by God. There's not much that we can know to navigate through life. We need the help of God. We need to declare that he is our helper. David did it very well. Psalm chapter number 30, verse number 10. The Bible says, Hear, O Lord, and have mercy on me. Lord, be my helper. That's a man who knew that, you know what, there is not much I can do around here unless I am helped by God. Psalm chapter number 54, verse number 4. It says, Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with those who uphold my life. He has committed himself, God there is, to deliver the needy and the poor. He has committed himself to deliver those who mourn. He has committed himself to deliver us from all troubles. I am so happy that he came and he became man. He wore the flesh just like us. And therefore, he knows what we are going through. He knows exactly what is happening here on earth. And he has committed himself to be our helper. Somebody say amen. Amen. In the book of Psalms, chapter number 72, verse number 12, the Bible says, for he will deliver the needy when he cries. Have you ever been in need when you cry to God and you know that your only hope is him? He's going to deliver you. Somebody say amen. It says the poor also. And him who has no helper, he becomes that help. Psalms chapter number 46, verse number one, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. A very present help in trouble. Other people will think that you are alone. Other people will look at you, maybe walking into trouble, thinking that you are alone. Some of us have got even problems at work. Some of us have got problems in our businesses. Some of us, I I, I hope not, under the sound of my voice, have problems with us. But God, but God can be our helper. People will think you are in and you are never going to come out of the trouble. But if you can make God your helper... You will walk into that courtroom or you will walk into that boardroom. They will think you are alone. Whereas there is somebody who is your helper, who is your standby, who is here with you at all times. The Bible says forever. 
does not matter what you are going through. I wrote a note to someone who is in trouble and I said to them, there is an advantage that we have. That's as the children of God, we are able to tackle the matter with our father and it becomes a family business. The devil has got nothing to do with it. So when I go and I work on that thing, or I work on that thing in the boardroom, the devil, whoever is representing him, has got nothing to do. Even if I was wrong, I will sort it out with God. You cannot, you cannot cause my downfall. I'm a child of God. No matter who you are, no matter who you are, I don't know why I'm talking like this this morning. Maybe someone has got some issue that they think is too big for them. I want you to know that the Holy Spirit, God is on your side and you, there is a family matter. In each and every family, there are things that others don't know. Each and every family. There are things that says, as a family. Same thing with you, even if you were wrong. Even if there are things, even if they are correct. Even if your boss is correct. But you cannot lose your job. Just because the enemy wants you to lose your job. No, as long as I can trace the hand of the enemy. Even whether I'm right or wrong. As long as I can trace the hand of the enemy. I cannot agree to it. It's a family matter. So it's going to be between me and God. So now, why did you do it? Lord, I'm sorry. Yeah. I am sorry. I repent from the bottom of my heart. I'm not promoting wrong things, but sometimes you get into trouble without you knowing. And the devil can ride on it and cause you to have havoc in your life, to have havoc in your family. So when such things happen, don't give up. There is a helper for you. You are not alone. There's a helper for you. And the enemy cannot write on anything, right or wrong. The enemy has got nothing to do with your life as a child of God. You go back to God and you say, Lord, we know each other. And here is this matter. And this matter is going to cause me to go down. My family is going to starve because of this matter. And that is not your will. I did wrong. I repent. Help me out of this one. It's between me and now and us. The devil has got nothing to do with it. And when you go back to the bottom, you get there with the face of a lion. As though you have done nothing wrong. And you get there and you say, yes, you were saying. What were you saying? What, what, what were you saying? Yes, I got the email. Yes, I got the letter. Uh, I understand it. I, I, I did go to school. And um, I can understand English fairly well. And therefore... I understand what you are saying. However. However. Because now you know you have sorted it out with your God. Who is your helper in times of trouble. In times of trouble. In times of trouble. Maybe someone was giving up this morning saying it's no longer going to work. Maybe it's your marriage even. But there is a helper. There is a helper. There is a helper who is there when you are not there. There is a helper who is able to talk to people. The Bible calls him the father of all spirits. It does not say only the saved spirits. It says the father of all spirits. Including your husband who is not saved. 
Including your boss who's not saved. Including your business partner who thinks who's a wood. The father of all spirits. All. Father of all spirits. All of them. We have an advantage that we are not using as the children of God. Called the Holy Spirit. He's invisible. But he's here on earth. I'm going ahead of myself, but it's fine. Because Jesus, when he died at the cross of Calvary, he said, I've been the helper. God was the helper in the beginning. And he sent me to become your helper. But now I am going back to the Father. But I am not leaving you alone. There is another helper. There is another helper. The Bible calls him Baraklitos in the Greek. So why are you alone? Why are you alone? Why are you crying alone every night and not engaging him? Why are you crying alone when people are doing things, wrong things to you? Why are you crying alone when business is not going well? Why are you crying alone when your career is not taking off? Why are you crying alone? Why are you crying alone when things are not going the way that you want them to? And the way that God promised you they are going to go. Why are you crying alone? There's a helper. There's a helper. His name is the Holy Spirit. Today it's our last Sunday. We are talking about him. But may it not be the last time we experience him. I am praying that each and every one of us may experience him every day. Wherever we go, whatever that we are doing, may we know there is a standby. Somebody who is here next to us each and every day. Somebody who is here for us even when no wants to be there for us the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit he is our advantage everyone needs a helper no matter who you are no matter where you come from you need a helper everyone requires some form of help at some stage in their lives but by mere fact of being a man we need the Holy Spirit let me show you something here I'm closing. Let me show you something. When I pick this up all by myself, by one hand I can't. But come, Babshandu. Please. Everyone look at me, please. Right. I couldn't pick it up. Did you see? I tried and tried. I can't. It's not easy. It's hard. Your marriage. I can't. Your business. Ah, I can't. Your career. Ah, I can't. Your studies. Ah, I can't. But when you engage the Holy Spirit. When you engage the Holy Spirit, when you engage the Holy Spirit, you can go as far as you want. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.